This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast. You're here today for a Tuesday tune-up, and we have an amazing guest. We are going to be talking about avoiding financial mistakes and three of the biggest mistakes people make financially. And we have an expert and she is going to help us so much. But before we get to that, I want to make sure that you share this out, subscribe, review, get it out there, you guys, because we have amazing guests because you continue to do that. Um, so that's my my plea to you. Now, to our amazing guests, Amy co-founded Nova Wealth Management because she recognized that planning is not just about the numbers. It's about understanding the emotions and motivations behind each client's dreams. Now, combining her educational background in psychology and finance, Amy helps clients with their unique retirement solutions and tailors it to their goals. And Amy, I'm not going to try and I'm going to say Novakovic, and I may or may not have hit that. Novakovic, you're close. Well, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Doing well. Doing really well. Yes, considering we just went through a huge storm. We're good. <laughs> yeah, and I know we definitely, I want to talk about, you know, your expertise and I want to talk about financial services, but I do want to mention the fact that you are coming to us from the West Coast of Florida, that right. Naples, Fort Myer area. And I don't know your exact location. You don't have to give it. But I know there was a lot of devastation and you're right in the midst of it. So can we talk about that just real quick? Because that's a real thing that's happening. And I want people to know how impacted they are so people can support that as well. Right. Well, the first thing I want to say is it's amazing to see how the community has come together on this. I mean, there are so many people. I mean, this is the retirement capital of the world. And you would think that retirees just flee back to their homes up north or whatever, or this area is just full of money. But that is so not the case. There are so many people that are out and about. I was running with these ladies this morning and they're like, we're going to go out and help again today. I mean, people are still pulling together to go out and just deliver supplies and get people what they need in their homes and help them get the mud out of their homes. It's been amazing to really see people come together. But yes, I will say that um, most of the time in Naples, were thought of as just a bunch of money. Like, oh, those people don't need help. They have a ton of money. But I will tell you, there are a lot of families that support the industry down here, right? The service, the vacationing, the hotel hospitality industry. There are so many families that was devastated by the storm. And so there's a whole group of people and Fort Myers really got it the worst, just north of me, um, that this surge literally leveled. Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel and a lot of uh, Fort Myers. And, and so it's been really interesting to see this. I've lived in Florida for 18 years from Wisconsin. So hurricanes were kind of a new thing for me. But then once you've been through a few, it's kind of like, well, and through a hurricane, it's fine. That's why people stay. Like people probably look at the news and we're like, you idiots, why didn't you leave? I don't think you understand. They're not that bad, really. Like, I mean, my house, I stood and watched the storm, 155 mile an hour winds, but that surge really leveled the city. So we definitely need the support, need the help. And it's just been amazing to see the community come together. Well, I do love to hear the community. I hate to see the devastation. I hate going over and seeing it in person. And you're right there on a daily basis. But uh, I guess that would be my last. Just guys, there's still a lot of need. If you're anywhere near, um, lend a hand, 
they need help with mucking. They need help with, you know, supplies and just there's so much need. So reach out. But let's talk about finances. And, and obviously, people are impacted financially by stuff like this. But you can help so much in just planning for the hypothetical, the theoretical storm, if you will. And so talk to me about kind of your uh, your expertise, Amy, and, and what you're seeing out in the market and how people can best prepare and, and, and thrive financially. Yeah, so we opened our company because we did see an opportunity for more planning. A lot of places say they're a planner and a lot of places say they're a broker or an investment house, but the two to be combined is actually kind of rare to find. And you need both. You know, you don't need just somebody just to manage your investments because then you're missing out on so many other things that are involved when it comes to money, right? I mean, there's so many other things. So we opened our firm on the basis of we really want to cover everything. We have an estate planner in-house, we have a CPA in-house, and then I'm a CFP. So I mean, I do a lot of with taxation as well. But I would say just bringing it all together and seeking that advice. That's actually like my number one uh, mistake that people make is that they don't seek advice. They think they can just Google their way Mm -hmm. to an amazing financial future. And I think that's a huge mistake. And not just because I give advice. I've just seen it. I I get the aftermath of that. And sometimes it's not fixable. Sometimes there have been things that can't be undone. And you can't go back in time. There's no time travel machine. So that's the problem here, I think, is that people don't seek advice in an area where, I mean, like I wouldn't just try to fix my car. You know, it's it's very similar. And then you have to find a good person, which is tough. I'm sure a lot of people have lost trust because they've sought advice and have gotten bad advice. And that's not fun for anybody, right? Yeah, you bring up the Google. is so fascinating because we have more access to information than ever before that can be so helpful, yet it can also be so problematic. And, oh, I got this. I, you know, but coming from that world and and you obviously being entrenched in it, you need the support of someone that is in that every single day. I think that's such a key thing to bring up. I love that. So key because you can Google things like, okay, what's the IRS tax limit for me to do a Roth IRA? Google it. It's factual. It's right there. There's no room for interpretation. But you can't Google what's best to do with my retirement money. You'll get, I mean, how many thousands of different answers. And actually, just yesterday, I had a prospect that said to me, hey, I'm 67. I Googled that I should have 35% of my portfolio in stock. And I'm like, this is before I've even talked to you about your overall, like, do you have income? Do you have a pension? Do you have debt? Do you, how many relatives do you still have living? Do you have longevity in your family? You could be around for 30 years versus if you've never had anybody in your family that's lived past the age of 75, I might plan a little bit differently if I feel like you got good odds of living 30 years. And when I said 30 years, you should have seen the look on her face. She's like, she looks at her husband. She's like, yeah, I I guess we could have 30 years. 30 years in retirement. So you go putting 35% of your money only in the stock market and the rest of it is earning what? 4%, 3%, and you've got 9% inflation. You think you're going to make it 30 years? 
I mean, really. So that's the type of thing that you can't Google. You cannot Google what is best to do with my money. What is best to do with my retirement? It just doesn't work. Factual information. What's the difference between a Roth IRA, traditional IRA? Fine. Look at Google it all you want. You know, the factual, the little the little surface level stuff. But the big picture advice, you cannot Google and you have to find a team that knows what they're doing. Yeah, I love that. Big picture advice. And, and really somebody walking you through saying, look, this is what we've done because it's not your first time doing it. It's not probably your thousandth time. You've seen so many things happen and that's what you cannot get from Google. So a state, uh, mistake number one was don't seek advice. I, I, I so agree with that. <laughs> What's that? Don't seek advice from Google. From Google. Correct. Yeah. They don't, they're not seeking the proper advice. They're not seeking the professional, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, what's what, what would you say the second one is when you really look at mistakes that people make? And I know we're focusing on mistakes and we can talk about some positives, but if, of course, yeah. But what what's another one that you really see people make? Well, out of mistakes and failures comes success, right? I mean, we can't really feel what success feels like and what a win feels like if you didn't have some of the mistakes or some of the losses, let's call it. So the second one is definitely being emotional about your money. Right now, this is a huge thing. People selling when the market is down. I cannot tell you how many people that I have had reach out to me that are under the age of 30. They're like, should I still keep putting money in my 401k? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. You don't get opportunities like these. Like think about it. So I compare this to like COVID. Okay, so COVID, let's just look at the Dow because it's sexier and people watch the Dow more. And if you don't know what the Dow, you can Google that one. But it's just the main market. right? That's one you can Google. But it's just the main U.S. representation of the market. And so the Dow in COVID fell to 18,000. Do you know, even in this 25 percent correction, we're around 29. Like you're never going to see 18 again. Knock on wood. I really hope not. But like when you have a correction, you more than likely will never see those levels again. In 2008, 2009, the bottom, March 9th of 09, the Dow was at 6,900. And now it's around 29. So for those people that were emotional and sold during 08 or didn't continue contributing to their 401ks during 08 or 09, will never see that opportunity again. You missed it. So don't ever stop or don't ever cash in just because the market is going down. Now, I don't know who all is listening to this, right? So there could be some people out there that own some really terrible investments. And there's a difference between evaluating an investment and saying, should we get out of this investment versus panic selling when the market is just down? Huge difference. So everybody, just like you, and like, in your business, you have to evaluate, should I continue on this path or should I not? Anytime. I'm just telling you it shouldn't be just because the market is down. Let's just sell. Let's just get out of this. What business would you jump out of? Oh my gosh, the market is down. Let's just jump out just because. That right there is a big mistake and will cost you millions down the road. Guaranteed. Yeah, and this is such a brilliant point. And this is why having someone like Amy in your corner you can't help but be emotional about your money. It's just the way it works, right? 100%. You need that outside perspective to say, relax, hold on. Now, I want to tell you a really quick story. I did this with my son because he wanted to get into crypto. One way or the other, whatever your feelings are, I don't care, right? Right, right. The idea was, 
okay, bud, you, I don't know anything about it. You don't either. I said, we're going to put a small amount, a couple hundred bucks a week into right. this. And the moment the market went down, he's like, dad, we got to sell. And I was like, nope, hold on. We're not going to sell. The moment it went up just a little bit, he's like, dad, we got to sell. And it was such a fascinating little journey that I took him on completely inadvertently. I didn't plan for this, Amy, but I'm so glad that I did because his human emotion immediately came out. He's like, I have to sell. I have to sell. And I was like, bud, there's a longevity aspect to this. Even it, take crypto, a business, whatever. It doesn't matter. No, You don't want to be emotional. And I think that's so important. I love that, Amy. There's just as much on the upside emotion. You just hit on it. I mean, there's so many times that we want to just take a gain. Let's let's trim some of these gains. And the clients are like, but why? But it's going so well. Well, you have to be diligent. You have to have somebody that's in your corner that's saying, this is what is smart. And from this day forward, we're not going to look in the rearview mirror and say, but what if we would have only held it. We would have made so much more money. Or what if we would have got out before the market crashed? I mean, that can send you down a rabbit hole that is just psychologically damaging. I mean, it's very, very easy to look back. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, that's a phrase that is so true that you can say all you want. Oh my gosh, I really, I wanted to sell back in March and I just did it. I don't know why. It's like, because you didn't know. That's why. <laughs> Now you know, but now it's totally different. You, 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 then you could not tell the future. That's why. That's why you did it. So you have to take gains when things are up and you have to buy more when things are down. That is how you win in investing. And you have to buy good companies. So you can't be emotional when the market goes down because you know Apple is not going anywhere. Amazon is not going anywhere. You have to buy good companies. And I am not associated with Amazon or Apple. That's my disclosure, right? But I mean, really, that was just an example of the different things that you can buy in a diversified strategy. Of course, those are just some random things I throw out. But that you have to be diligent over time, knowing you can't just panic sell them. You know, that makes a huge, huge difference to somebody portfolio over 30 years, or even like I said, oh, nine, even just the last 13 years. That's a huge difference between somebody who bought. Now, tell me you can find somebody who bought in 2008 and 2009 versus someone who sold. Do you know the difference? Mm. Our two buckets of money now? Huge, huge. So there's just, there, it's unlimited the amount of reasons that I could go into, but you cannot. No, it's, it's so important. And, and to your point, it's like, look, it's not a judgment. It, we all have this emotional side to our money. Quick question. Do you have somebody that helps you with yours? Funny you <laughs> ask that. Funny you ask that. So I was managing my own investments for a while. And you know what? It didn't, it's hard. It is hard even as a professional. So my husband, who I own the business with, he manages mine because I I couldn't even do it myself knowing what I know. What would happen with me, I wouldn't want to panic sell. But what would happen with me is I would feel like I had to do something. And I know there's people out there that feel this too. Like I just have to do something. 
Yeah. Right. I have to either like sell something or I have to buy something. And then you end up making stupid mistakes because even though you're not in a panic, you're still operating out of an emotion versus a diligent look at the research. Yep. No. And this is what I want people to understand. It's like when you're emotional, do you make good choices or bad choices? Right. And it's clear. We all make poor choices when we're emotional. So I love that. What's number three, Amy? If, uh, I love the first two. I think they're so, and they're so basic and yet so profound. That's what I love, which it's truly so basic, this is so impactful. So common. I would say the third biggest problem people make is not looking into taxation more. Hmm. So many people think that if I just do the planning of the cash flow or if I just do the planning of the investments, I'm just doing the right motions. I'm contributing to my 401k, right? I'm, I'm putting money away in a savings, but they're not looking at taxation. I have done plans side by side where I compare being the most tax efficient that I possibly can, putting the money in the right places, selling things at the right time to lessen taxes versus a plan that's not tax efficient. Modern portfolio theory, just rebalance every quarter, done, call it done. Depending on the dollar amount, of course, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're paying to the IRS for no reason. And I don't know about you, but I don't know of anybody that's like, pick me, I would like to just pay the IRS. They're so friendly and they're great people. That doesn't happen. And that money is money that should have been invested that should have made you money on that money. So it's triple compounding loss, money that's out of your pocket at the IRS versus working for you, earning more money and money on that money. So a huge shift. So business owners, I want to speak to business owners. A 401k is not the only thing that you can do, or I'll even back up an IRA, you know, six grand a year, 6,500 a year. This is not the only thing that you can do. 401ks gets you up to, you know, 50, 60,000, depending on the profit of your business. But you can do cash balance plans, defined benefit plans. You can sock away like 400 grand a year into these plans to save on taxation. And there's just not enough people doing it. And there's not enough people advising on it because they're too focused on just the investments or just the cash flow. You have to watch out for taxes. It's, it's huge. It's a big one. I would say that's easily probably 25% of my time is spent on taxation. Wow. You know, what's amazing about that. Whenever I get my bill from my tax guy, I used to get irritated. And then I realized, you know what? When you look at how much money he is saving. And now, Mark, if you're listening, close your ears for a minute. He saved me so much money. I can't, I should celebrate every time I get that bill. Like, thank you, brother. Like, thank you so much. Cause you were saving me that much. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, it is very helpful because like capital gains is another big one that, so even a CPA, CPA should speak up about the retirement plans because they're the ones that don't like to call you and be like, Hey, you owe 80 grand in taxes. They don't like to make that call. So they're the ones that say, hey, you should put money. Let's do a 401k for your company or let's let's see how we can make you as an independent contractor so you can do your own plan. You can get creative with this type of stuff. But I would say that second area of taxation is capital gains. So once people do start to gain wealth, they don't look for ways that they can take advantage of losses. This is a huge the reason why I bring it up is because with the market being down, there's huge opportunities to take losses that you can carry forward for years. So why aren't more money managers selling 
and just going right into something else. There's thousands of companies. Why wouldn't I just sell the iShares S&P 500 fund and go into the Vanguard S&P 500 fund same day and just take the loss? So you can you can manipulate your tax situation by taking advantage of capital losses and it's carry forward for years. So when the bounce comes, right? You're set because you took your losses. You took your losses versus all those people that just ride it out. And then they've got this capital gain situation in 10 years. And they're like, what the heck did I do? And that's one of those where I can't go back in time for you. You have to do it. You have to have somebody who does it for you. The third tax thing would be the Roth conversion when the market is down. So many people, the hot button right now is, should I move my money to a Roth? It'll grow tax free. Well, don't do it when the market's up. Do it when the market's down. Pay less in taxes. If your portfolio is down 25%, Pay let let's say you got a million bucks, right? If your portfolio is down 250 grand, you convert now, you just saved yourself a hundred grand in taxes. Yeah, and that's what, what's amazing is you probably have a hundred more types of I things. Could. That I could go on do. forever. It's so fun. It, <laughs> I, you can, it's amazing. I, I actually marvel when I watch you folks that truly have that financial mind because I lived in that world but it was not my specialty. And anybody that spends time with me knows, but the need for this counsel, the need for this guidance is so key. So I'm going to recap the top three and then I I definitely want to kind of give you an opportunity so people know where the heck to find it, but don't people don't seek proper advice. They're not doing enough of that. Be emotional with their money. And number three, not looking into taxation. Amy, I think that's brilliant. It's simple and it makes so much sense. So if people wanted to reach out to you and they're like, uh, I like the way that I just realized why Nova's Nova. <laughs> I like the way, I just got it. It took me a while. Um, oh, that's good. No, you but I, get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm looking over here and I'm like, oh, Nova, Nova. Um, But no, I'm so impressed with how easily you explained what can be extremely complex. And I think people can get a ton of value. So where can they reach out to you online, connect, figure out a way to at least pick your brain and then, you know, find, I I would trust you with my money. So how can they find you? Yeah. So several ways online, obviously, like our Facebook page is just Nova Wealth Management and obviously the website is just NovaWealthManagement.com. And I mean, we have several offices. We have an advisor out in Dallas. We have an office in Chicago. And then we have offices in Florida, in Bonita Springs, Florida. So I would just highly recommend somebody just shoot me an email and we can get it started. I can have my assistant just set a time on the calendar. It's all free. We're not a commission-based firm. So it's all under management uh, style fees. So they can just shoot me an email. It's amy, A-M-Y, at novawealthmanagement.com. And that would be the easiest way to get a hold of us is website or just emailing me. Perfect. Well, it's funny. I the Wisconsin comes out in you with a couple words. When you said Dallas, I'm like, oh yeah, she's definitely a Wisconsinite right there. Oh, I didn't realize in Dallas. Usually it's Minnesota, and people are like, oh yeah. <laughs> I try to lose it. I've been like I said, 18 years. I still go back every now and then. Though. Being that I was born in Wisconsin, I'm a huge Packer fan. You're in Big. good company here. Yes, that was a rough game this last. It was a tough game, tough game. Well, Amy, I think you're amazing. I love what you stand for, what you and your husband are doing. I think that's so important, and I'm so glad you blessed us with your knowledge. So, thank you so much for coming today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, you guys, she gave you three really important things. 
here's the overall. Go seek them out. Go talk to Amy and the Nova team and just see if it's a good fit. If it is, they have a ton of ways to help you build and save your money. And we all need more of it. So until next time, make sure share this. Get it out to your people. Subscribe. Hey, do me a big favor. Review it. It helps us continue to grow this show. And remember, your mindset matters. We will talk to you very shortly. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 